All right. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with Leo Flowers. I'm glad you guys tuned in. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening. I hope you are hydrated. I hope that you have exercised and stretched. So many, so many people with tight muscles, tight, sore backs out there. You're driving a lot. You're sitting a lot at work. Get up. Get moving. Um, read, read fiction. I'm reading Moby Dick right now. You know, it's, it's something, and, and it's not a waste of time. It's good for your brain. Act, they actually show that people who live long um, love to read and uh, read fiction. It, it keeps your brain sharp. Uh, meditate or get out there in nature. I hope hope you're taking care of yourself. That's That's what it's about. I'm excited about today's podcast. We're going to talk about uh, creating a safety plan, which we've talked about in the past. We've talked about creating a safety plan in the past. Uh, if you listen to the episode with Mia Turner, which was recent few episodes back, uh, she talked about her safety plan, and which was interesting. And, it's, and I definitely recommend listening to that because her safety plan is so much different than what we're going to talk, not completely different, but 80% different of what we're going to talk about today, but still meaningful, powerful, insightful, and useful. So check out that episode with Mia Turner. Um, and actually, I'm, I, I've re-listened to it a couple times just because I thought that some of the uh, things she said were so valuable in terms of creating a safety plan. And for those of you who are like, what's a safety plan? You know, a safety plan is basically for those moments where you know, you hit the low of lows or maybe not even maybe not even you're 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 hit rock bottom. Sometimes we fly too close to the sun and you know who you are. You know who you are. Um, so for those of us flying too close to the sun um, or manic and, and feel like we're spiraling uh, out of control upwards or downwards, having a safety plan, something that we can rely on, just like we talked about suicide drills and we talked about uh, fire and we talked about fire drills. Uh, we need to have a safety plan. And, and what does that look like in those moments where we feel like we don't know what to do and everything's overwhelming and we've reached a place of uh, hopelessness? So we're going to talk about how to create that specifically. We're going to go into a detailed plan so that by the end of this episode, you will have your own plan. And then uh, I'll direct you also to resources that, because um, you know you could be driving listening to this, that uh, where you can uh, do it later on. So don't worry about getting all the information right now. There will be a link to the information to the resources in the show notes for you to follow up with your own safety plan. But this is, uh, but so I'm going to share with you parts of my safety plan as we're going through this that that's going to be great um so in leo news uh, i did my taxes and this so before we go into the safety plan I, i'm bringing up my taxes because a lot of times part of our feeling of overwhelm is financial for a lot of people a lot of people don't even have more than 500 dollars in their uh, uh savings account and a lot of people don't even have a savings account. So uh, I finally did my taxes. Yes, I am late, but 
I got it done. And I'm thankful because I also see it as a time for me to uh, check in with what I've been spending. And I can't believe the things that I've been spending on. And there are things that I thought I've canceled that I have not canceled. You know, subscriptions. There's so many There's so many things that you sign up for in a year. And you look back and you're like, I can't believe I signed up for this. So I unsubscribed to a lot of things, uh, saving me money, pennies here, dollars there. In some cases, uh, a lot of dollars. Uh, because, yeah, you just lose track of the things you sign up for. So in your head, you're like, oh, $4.99 a month, that's not bad. But, you know, five four ninety nine a month, uh, then all of a sudden you go, oh, that's a lot of money um, stacked up. So um, I'm grateful for tax season just for that reason. Uh, I do owe some money. But I'm also grateful that I can pay the money that I owe. So very grateful for that. Um, so take the point is take care of your finances. You know, it's if it feels un if it feels overwhelming, find a way to make it manageable. Where that whether you work uh, with someone who combines all your bills together, or you just write it all out. You know, just what do you owe? Who do you owe it to? What day you owe it on? And then figure it out from there. Take baby steps, because. Um, you know, the way our system's set up, I don't think anybody's ever not going to owe money. The government owes money. Top corporations owe money. So I think it's just something we have to accept about um, being alive for, for most of us. And and then so the question is, how do we manage it? Which is um, so. So, you know, look at that, face that. And I promise you. It's not. Bill Burr said a lot of times we think things are mountains that we have to climb over this mountain. When really, we just after we do it, we realize it was just stepping up on a curb. Right. So don't make the curb a mountain. Sit down with it, face it, and uh, and strategize. The other thing is uh, Monday, April. Wait, what's today? April. April. Today's April fourth is when you guys will be listening to this. So uh, we just had um, uh, World Autism Day. And, uh, you know, a lot of people with autism struggle with suicidal ideation. And about uh, 20% of adults uh, really struggle with uh, suicidal ideation. That's a high number of, of people. And it's for three reasons. Uh, one is bullying. Right. Uh, especially you see that more with kids, but adults get bullied, too. And and if you're an adult with uh, severe autism and you don't have a social support, then you're, you're probably uh, for sure ex- experiencing uh, a lot of uh, bullying, whether at work or at home. Um, the other is social rebuffs, meaning, you know, just it's just uh, child like they're great with math, but then socially and, and interacting and making friends, that becomes a challenge for them. Uh and so, you know, the feeling ostracized and not a part of and on a fringe, that becomes tough over time. And then the third is camouflaging. Now, camouflaging is uh, defined as the attempt to hide their autism traits to fit in. Adults with autism who camouflage are eight times as likely to harm themselves as those who don't. Right. Although many autistic adults adults do camouflage, the phenomenon is thought to be particularly common and damaging among women 
on the spectrum. The effort involved in camouflaging contributes to anxiety and depression, compounding the risk of suicide. Um, uh, Richard Carmichael said, I struggle to fit in. Right? I wear neutral colored clothing. I try to appear normal at all times. Right. And and but now as an adult, and that's what he did when he was 17. But now as an adult, uh, he doesn't uh, experience it uh, as much. And uh, he's found a way to to acclimate. So um, I just want to bring that up because it was National uh, Autism Day. And and e- even if you're not dealing with autism, we recognize that bullying, social rebuffs and camouflage and just masking who you are right, to try to fit in, all those things, autism or not, um, are, are going to contribute to your depression and mood and downers and um, and your suicidal ideation. So these are things that need to be addressed no matter who you are, and, uh, and, and there are definitely ways to do that. So I just wanted to, to mention that and bring that up if there's anybody out there uh, struggling with autism or know someone who has autism uh, so we can be a bit more empathetic to what they're going through, right? All right, so as usual, when we start off, we love to give out that 1-800-SUICIDE. Make that phone call if you need to. It's okay to talk to someone. There's no hierarchy of pain. I will always say that. and if you just really just want to talk and vent and you have some things you need to get off your chest, then you can call 1-800-273-8255, which is the talk line, right? That is the national talk line. Excuse me. And if you're in a situation where you're like, I, I can't talk for whatever reason and uh, text is better, you can text 741-741, right? So... There are a number of numbers, a number of numbers that you can call. And if and if you're struggling with if you have LGBTQ uh, issues, especially as a youth, then call the Trevor Project, which is one eight six six four eight eight seven three eight six. All right. So there's a lot of numbers for you. And there are some other numbers also that are listed uh, in the show notes for you to check out. And uh, so now let's get to the safety planning right so what is safety planning if you or someone close to you is experiencing suicidal thoughts or feelings safety planning can help you get through the tough moments it involves creating a structured plan ideally with support from your health professional or someone you trust that you work through that you that you work through when you're experiencing suicidal thoughts feelings distress or crisis, right? Your safety plan starts with things you can do by yourself, such as thinking about your reasons to live and distracting yourself with enjoyable activities. It then moves on to coping strategies and people you can contact for support, your friends, family, and health professionals. While everyone's plan will be unique to them, the process and structure are the same. It prompts you to work through the steps until you feel safe. So we're going to go through, and I I filled mine out 
almost the last thing I have not filled out was uh, and, and we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. But uh, but this is a, this is great because there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven parts to the safety plan. Seven parts. And what I love about and so the website that that um uh where I'm using to fill this out is called beyondblue.org beyondblue.org um not .com but .org and it's great cuz you can just fill it out online they actually even have an app that you can use but for some reason I have not been able to access the app with my cell phone so I don't know what that situation is but if you go to the website they have a web version they have an app version they have a Google uh play version so uh but I find that the web version is enough and actually better because uh, you can see it better and um, and usually you write more when you are using your laptop or computer versus your cell phone. You're just going to kind of plug and uh, play things, right? So the first part of the safety plan are what are your warning signs, right? Warning signs are changes in thoughts, moods, or behaviors that suggest you may be heading towards a suicidal crisis. Knowing your warning signs can help you take action early. You can list your warning signs, right? And so what's great about the website is that they also give you suggested warning signs, okay? And then you can edit it as you want. So here are their suggested warning signs. Feeling like a burden. Feeling hopeless. Feeling like I've hit rock bottom. Feeling trapped. Having trouble sleeping or sleeping too much. Drinking to cope. Taking drugs. Withdrawing from family and friends. Conflict with people. Dramatic mood changes. Struggling to keep up with my usual routine. So I click pretty much all of these, right? Like I'm having trouble sleeping right now. And not that I'm having trouble sleeping. is that I'm sleeping intermittently. Right. Where I'm sleeping for a few hours here, I'm up and then I'm sleeping for a few hours there versus just sleeping eight hours. My, my sleep cycle is all wonky and um, I'm just uh, a l feeling a little bit anxious right now. Uh, and uh, but today was a better day and uh, and tomorrow will be a better tomorrow because we're we ca we're catching it early. So it's not about not it's not about, you know, reaching perfection and scoring 100 percent. And taking care of ourselves, it's about making sure that we don't spiral as low or as high as we could go, right? It's about catching ourselves early and then not not being afraid of the spiral. Not it's like when you're when you're uh, you know when I I was learning how to swim, and I, I remember when I first jumped in the water, jumped in the deep end. You know they say you know don't panic, just let go, let yourself hit the bottom. And then push yourself back up to the top. So that's what we're trying to prevent is the panic, so that we don't do anything crazy that could uh, uh, that could harm us. Because anything sabotaging, crazy is not the word, but sabotaging, um, right? So you know, I put in my warning signs as having trouble sleeping, as I said, feeling like a burden. Like I, I you know, I work hard uh, because I, I definitely don't like to feel like a financial burden. And and here's the thing with the financial burden is 
you realize no matter how much money you make, you, there's you, there's always a situation that can make you feel like a financial burden where you're not making enough. You know, I have some of my clients who make who, who make very good money, but because they make very good money, then um, they're buying very good things, and then those things need to be upkept or put their kids in the best schools. So then even though they're making really great money, um, now they, they feel pressure to have to make more money to make sure they can keep their kids in a school that uh, that they're paying for and to maintain their lifestyle or not even maintain, but to build on it. Right. They, they want to keep, uh, you know, not only a good elementary school, but then a great. And some of these schools cost anywhere from 20 to 70 thousand dollars, depending on the school we're talking about. And, and that's not even that's not even college. That's per year. So. Um, just know that, you know, if you have the idea in your head that, oh, once I make so much money, you know, then this feeling of a burden will go away. That That's true, but it could it could also still very much be there. So that's why we talk about managing, right, managing. So uh, and then feeling like a, a physical burden. Um, you know, none of us want to feel like that. I have a friend who was in a car accident and uh, and she's learning how to ask for help now. And she's realizing how many friends and how many people actually love her, care for her, and think about her, and and um, will show up to to take care of her. And and she said that the accident was the best thing that happened to her because um, she's she didn't realize how many people um, cared about her. So um, yeah, feeling like a burden. Uh, sometimes feeling hopeless, like you know you're you're moving forward and you're like. Man, this is this is rough. But um, once I start to break it down, we talked about this. When you break things down into bite-sized chunks, then it gives you hope. You start to feel hopeful. But you have to acknowledge it first. You, the first step is always acknowledging your feelings instead of trying to squash it down. I have, uh, you know, one of my friends just lost her dad. And, you know, she was talking about She was like, I can't stop crying. And I'm like, why would you want to stop crying? Why can't you embrace it, you know, swag it out, you know, to cry it up. Your dad just died. Like, you should be crying. That's the person who you spent, you know, so many decades of your life with and, uh, you know, fed you and and put clothes on your back and gave you uh, sagacious advice. Uh, so why? <laughs> yeah, you're crying. You know, you should be crying. It's uh, you. And it's, it's not something that's going to go away in in a few months or even a, a year. It's, it's going to hit you at odd times. So um, bask in it, wallow in it, and, you know, allow yourself to hit the hit bottom so you can bounce back up to the top. But we always try to stop feeling the bad feelings and then try to keep feeling the good feelings, right? It's like wheel it back in. Um, Dr. Alan Watson, excuse me for going on a, t- a, a tangent here, but Dr. Alan Watts talked about how um, sky, not skydivers, scuba divers are, are free, uh, free, free divers. Scuba divers, yes, one, and then, uh, but free divers, I think, specifically, he was talking about. They get so deep in the water, where and they've been under for so long that they actually start to feel happy. They start to feel weightless. To the point where some of them 
if they don't have their gear on to to tell them how long they've been under and how deep they are, they will actually take off their their mask, their breathing apparatus, and try to give it to the fish. They're so kind of loopy. They they've stayed they were stayed under for too long. And I bring this up because it goes back to the idea that, you know, we 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 cherish being happy so much. But there's a thing where you can be happy for too long. You can you can be too close to the sun and it's not good. And then you're not really thinking clearly. So, um, uh, you know, we have to respect both feelings, the, the ups and the downs and and manage both of them. You know, there's not a good feeling or a bad feeling is the point. Um, the other warning sign for me is eating to cope. I, I had two pints of ice cream last night, full disclosure, uh, with some alcohol, and I, and I felt bad. Um, Afterward, actually, uh, actually, I slept pretty good. I, I did. I felt bad today. Yeah, I felt not bad. Bad is not guilty. I felt guilty, and I felt shame for sure. Um, eating to cope with the ice cream because I haven't done that in a long time. Like in a few months, I haven't had ice cream, and then. Um, last night I had two pints of ice cream. So, but it feels empowering to share that instead of, you know, hiding it and being embarrassed and, uh, not saying anything about it. Right. Uh, the other warning sign that I, uh, put down is, uh, withdrawing from friends and family. I do that. Definitely isolate people always like, Oh, you know, where are you? Um, you, why don't you return my call? And that's not a good thing. You got to show up because I feel good. When I show up and I feel good after I, I talk to my family most of the time, most of the time, sometimes I'm like, mm. uh, and so, but let's move on to the next part of your safety plan. So the first part is warning signs, right? Warning signs. Uh, and then remember, this will all be in the show notes and then you can fill this all out online yourself at beyondblue.org. Excuse me. I just had a, uh, an incredible sandwich that uh all right so the second one is my reasons to live right when you're having thoughts or feelings about suicide it's easy to get caught up in the pain you're feeling and forget the positives in your life thinking about your reasons to live may help you change your focus until the suicidal thoughts pass right so write down the things in your life large and small that are important to you and worth living for so here are their suggested uh, uh, reasons to live. A special friend, a special friend, a special family member, my pet, my job, favorite food, recreational activities and interests, seeing my children grow up, meeting my grandchildren, my faith or spirituality, experiences I haven't had yet, being creative, helping others. So I definitely put a, a, a few of those down. Uh, you know, I have a special family member, my nephew. I love my little nine-year-old nephew, man. The, the, I can't wait to see this kid grow up. Uh, my job, I love I love doing this podcast. I'm excited about the direction it's going and uh, all the positive feedback I've, I've gotten from all of you out there. Um, and uh, doing stand-up, you know, stand-up is growing and personal training, like I love everything that I'm doing right now. I feel uh, valued and um, and and like I have a like a like I have a purpose. I I 
get up in the morning like, yeah, you know. Uh, not every morning, but, you know, most mornings. Uh, favorite food. I don't necessarily have a favorite food, but I do love to cook. I love to cook, and I want to improve my knife skills in the kitchen and, and making things from scratch like pasta. I just My boy Mal Hall has a YouTube video, and he just made uh, or a YouTube uh, channel, and he just made pasta from scratch, which I've done before. But if you ask me how to do it now, I, I completely have no idea. So I want to get back to my culinary artistry. Uh, recreational activities, you know, uh, helicopter lessons, guitar lessons, hiking, things like that. I love that stuff. My faith, I'm big into, I, I you know, I, I study all things. But the book I keep next to my bed is Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind. And I love it because, uh, you know, it keeps me even keel. It, it talks about detachment and it helps you to look at things objectively. Because I'm, I'm very emotional. The uh, And then when they talk about experiences I haven't had yet. And I still have three continents I haven't been to. And I have a bunch of, I have books inside me that uh, I, I haven't released yet. So my sister just hit me up. What happened to that book you're writing? Cause I, which I'm like, which one? Because I have like. 10 that I've started and uh, none that I've put out, but I will. I will. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, the next part of your safety plan. So the first two, we covered warning signs, reasons to live. And then the third part of your saving, uh, your safety plan is make my environment safe, right? Um, having a safe space is important if you are having thoughts of suicide. This includes making the environment around you safer or taking yourself out of unsafe situations, right? And so their recommendations for that are give my medication to someone else to look after, lock up or get rid of anything that could be used to harm myself, avoid people who upset me, avoid driving when I am having suicidal thoughts or urges. So, you know, I put avoid people who upset me Oh, but not just people, but, you know, sometimes TV shows. I used to, I guess I've told you, I've talked about this before and that, you know, I was a huge Law & Order SVU fan, but I just, I don't feel good after I watch that show. Uh, there's certain uh, songs that I don't listen to. A lot of secular music, as uh, Mia Turner had mentioned, you know, the lyrically, like the beat is, is, is lovely, but the lyrics uh, are hurtful and damaging, so... I, you know, I'm leaning more towards uh, like chill hop and, um, you know, French bossa nova and uh, classical music, things of that nature. Things without music, without um, without words for the most part. But every now and again, I got to hear some like I heard some Biggie earlier and I was like, oh, yeah, some Biggie and some Mob Deep. You know, I, I grew up with that. That's always going to be in my bones. Um, and then the whole, uh, making part of making your environment safe is, um, you know, I don't keep, I don't buy a lot of snacks cause I, I, I could, you know, binge eating is that's, that's my thing guys. So I, I don't keep snacks in the house, but my roommate does. So sometimes I'll be getting her snacks. That's between us though. Um, and then avoiding driving. Don't, don't, don't get behind the wheel. A lot of. A lot of accidents are emotional driving. So 
if uh, go for a walk instead. Don't don't get behind the wheel of a vehicle. All right. So the next thing you're going to fill out in your safety plan is things I can do by myself. And here's a nice list of things you can do by yourself. Right. Suicidal thoughts can make it hard to focus on anything else. Activities that distract you from them are an important strategy to keep you safe. Right now, so here's some of their activities. Go for a walk outside. Do some exercise. Play with a pet. See a movie. Watch a favorite film, YouTube clip, or TV show. Listen to music. Be creative. Write something. Get outdoors. Do some gardening. Practice relaxation techniques like breathing exercises, mindfulness, and meditation. Take some time out to treat myself to a small thing I usually enjoy. Take a shower or a bath. So I listed most of these things. Uh, Taking a bath really, really does uh, soothe me, especially at the end of the day. I wouldn't start my day with a bath. that I'd be too relaxed. I wouldn't get anything done. I would take a bath and then go right back to bed. There's no bueno. Shower in the morning, bath at night. Listen to music. I love listening to music. I also really love making playlists like that. So much fun. And then making a playlist for someone else. I actually have a camping trip coming up. And I made a playlist for the camping trip because I went last year. And I remember like the music that we had was good, but it wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't what it should have been. So I was, so as soon as I got back, I immediately made a playlist. So I'm excited to play my playlist for the uh, camping trip. Um, and the whole walking outside, that's why I go hiking, is, is if you can exercise outside, that's like, oh, man, you just double down. You're getting some sun, some fresh air, getting the endorphins going. That's a beautiful thing, you know. Uh, being creative, you know, get creative. You're Make a movie with your cell phone. Right now, I'm learning how to, I'm, I'm studying how Steven Spielberg keeps us engaged with his uh with his directing and cinematography. So I've been practicing that with my, if you're on Instagram, uh, follow me at Leo flowers, 2000 on Instagram. And I do these things called the Leo talk, Leo hikes, Leo eats. And I'm just splicing together these videos, trying to try and work on my directorial and editing skills. It's just fun. I just do it cause it's fun, you know? Um, so that's under things I can do by myself. All right. The next part of your plan is connect with people and places, right? It can be hard to socialize when you're struggling with suicidal thoughts, but just being around other people can improve your mood. All right. So here's a list of uh, people and places that you can go and, and connect with when you, you are feeling some kind of way. Here's their suggested list. Go to a busy park, invite a friend over to watch a film, spend some time in a cafe, go to a go to a sports match, go to the library, go to a concert or a live show. I tell you what, going to the concert or live show, that's something that I I need to do more of. I don't don't do enough of um, the concerts. I I go to plenty of live comedy shows, but I, I need I need to go to more music concerts because I love live music. And even if you don't like the genre of music, usually if it's live, you, you, you get in rhythm because of the energy 
of the place. Um, I love going to a busy park or a, a hotel lobby. Just I just love watching people, even a farmer's market, just to, somewhere where you can just people watch and be like, oh, I can't believe that they are those two are together. What are they doing? And um, it's just fun. It's just fun to look at people and, and guess what their lives are like and um, and and make fun of people. And, and uh, but also, you know, see how much love there is out there. You see people really connecting and bonding and, and sharing and, and things like that. So. It is good to connect with people and places. Make a list of your favorite places. All right. So the, uh, there's two more parts to this safety program. Uh, this uh, this uh, sixth part is friends and family I can talk to. All right. Trusted friends and family members can help you stay safe and feel better by providing s- practical support or just being there to listen. List supportive people you can talk to when feeling suicidal. So you're going to put your name, your phone, and your uh, alternative uh, contact phone number or um, or an alter, uh, alternative contact number for them. Or not your name, but their name, right? And there's room for you to, you know, you can put as many as you want. Uh, not Not as many, but I think like up to three on the website. And this is good because what's beautiful about that is then on the at the very end of this if you're using the web uh, browser then you can um, email it to that person so then other people can have a copy of your safety plan which is beautiful uh, and then you have an, you know accountability partners and and someone who says yes send me your safety plan that you know y- you have their buy-in and that's somebody who's gonna uh, pick up the phone hopefully uh, when you when you reach out to them, right? Which brings us to the last part of your safety plan, profession, uh, which is a uh, professional support. So the one before that was friends and family, but this is professional support. Professional support is always available when things become too much, right? And 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 that goes back to the phone numbers that I I listed at the at the top of the show, and and they're also in the show notes, right? So. You know, it, whether you have a therapist or a teacher or whoever it is, a parent, whoever, whoever it is in your life, that's a, a ch- hopefully a trained counselor, trained therapist. Uh, uh, what is it called? An AA a sponsor. You're going to put their name, their phone number and then their alternative contact all uh, in your safety plan. And then at the end of all that, you can print it out. It's good to, I would say, print this out so you have a physical copy. You feel the weight of it, right? And then you can also email it to yourself and to people who are part of your safety plan who want to read it. So I I hope that was helpful. I, I hope that you don't delay on this and because a lot of times we, we start to think, oh, well, I'm better. I'm good. I don't need it. That was last week. That was a few days ago. I'm sure I'll be fine. No, you're not. And um, and you could create the safety plan for someone else. You could you could take it, you know, and it's it's a way to kind of nudge them into really sitting down and creating their own. But if you feel like they're not, then you you go, hey, I uh, I wanted us to do this together, but uh, you know, I sense some resistance, so I went ahead and fill it out myself but it, this is for you in in case you want to uh you know 
uh, reference it and look at it in, in those moments. I, I just want you to know that uh, I care. So, you know, there, there's, a, there's that way to do it. And uh, so thank you. I just want to thank you all for taking the time to listen, to not only listen, but to uh, subscribe, to share, to rate it, to leave comments on iTunes. All those things are very, very beneficial to getting the word out. And I'm telling you, I'm so excited about the guests that I'm going to have coming up pretty soon and the topics we're going to cover. And also, because I also want to talk about, get some uh, guests on to talk about finances and uh, talk about, uh, we're going to have some more marriage and family therapists. We're going to have some psychiatrists on. And I just have some exciting content to, to bring to you all. So stay tuned. Keep listening. Keep going. Keep going. Find a little thing that you can hold on to. Keep going. I want to read you a quote from um, Dwight D. Eisenhower. He said, uh, planning, he, he, when, anytime he goes into a battle, he says, planning is, uh, uh, having a plan is useless, but Oh, here he is. All right. In preparing for battle, here's his quote. In preparing for battle, I have always found that plans are useless, but planning is indispensable. Right. So let's say that again. In preparing for battle, I have always found that plans are useless, but planning is indispensable. So goes back to why we need to have this safety plan, even though uh, the plan is useless. The planning, the act of sitting down and thinking it through and collaborating with other people and and getting other people, uh, um, uh, getting their attention and also bringing things to your attention because there's going to be things that you write down that you're like, oh, I forgot about that. I didn't realize that. Right. The the triggers and and the people that you can reach out to and the resources available to you. So know that planning is indispensable. Did I say that right? Indispensable. That sounds like such a weird word. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.